I recently had the opportunity to talk with a technical training hiring manager. He commented, Craig, it would surprise you how many people don't read the job requirements when they apply. Well, that required a long, thought-provoking pause on my end. But that is also how today's episode came to be. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We are starting up episode 67, titled, Did You Read the Job Requirements? I mentioned in the intro a discussion I had with a local hiring manager, and it was about the fact that people were applying for his position, but unfortunately weren't reading the job requirements. If you work inside a company and you do that, that can tarnish and put a stain on your record. Eventually, your reputation for not being detail-oriented or reading the entire content will get to you. But what if you're applying from an outside source? Well, there's a number of areas that details can sting you. From resumes to cover letters and, yes, of course, to interviews. So, back to the job requirements. What sources are there for job requirements? Where did you hear about the job? Did someone give you a heads up? Did you find it on your phone when you were scrolling through ads? Was there something in your inbox? Or were you out looking for a particular product or service on the web, and when you ran across their their website, they had openings listed? If any of those sound familiar to you, that's great. But don't rush to apply just because you desperately need a job, you're looking for a change in scenery, or it sounded interesting. You need to stop and process and determine what are the requirements they're asking for. Do I meet those requirements? And if I don't, am I willing to change or conform so that I can apply and honestly say, I check all the boxes, yes, I agree to those terms and conditions. One of the things that this hiring manager mentioned to me after people had been quote, quote, screened through the system and were set up for interviews was the fact that they didn't pay attention to the notice that the job had certain travel requirements. Let's say it was 50 to 75% of the time. So after they go through some of the technical review of the job, it appeared their capabilities were in line. Their education seemed to align with what was required. Then when they get to the travel portion and have the discussion, you're aware of the fact that the job requires 50 to 75% travel on an annual basis. Several of the candidates were shocked to find that out, meaning they clearly either didn't read that part of it or process it that it was important. And others simply said, no, I can't do that. I have all the other requirements, but I'm not willing to travel to that length. Well, in today's day and age, especially with the unfortunate return of covid I understand that there can be certain restrictions placed on your travel in this particular example, but what gave those people the right, the thought that they could go into an interview and negotiate something that was a requirement? I might say, after you get the offer letter and you're in discussions for final salary and benefits, that could be something you could arrange. But I wouldn't talk about that in the interview. Either you do or don't meet the requirements. 
and if you don't, you shouldn't be applying in the first place. Now, in this particular example about not meeting the requirements, this was about travel, so this position required to be out in the field, so to speak. If you can't do that, why were you applying? It's a head-scratcher for sure. I want to back up on one of the comments I made earlier. That is, if you don't meet the job requirements, you shouldn't apply. There are some cases where it might be a stretch that you meet the job requirements. Your education, your experience level, your level of knowledge is right on the borderline. So you could talk through that and explain that you felt that you had met the requirements in most categories. In this one, you're continuing to learn, you're continuing to grow, or you're maybe in classes right now trying to improve on that aspect. I think most employers, unless they need you immediately to jump into the fire, so to speak, and get to work, would understand that you're doing your best to improve yourself and making yourself a valuable candidate for them. Now, also talking about job requirements, there can be something called preferences. Those are some things that you don't necessarily have to have. They're not required, but they're something that the hiring manager or hiring company prefer. They can kind of give you a bonus or a leg up on the competition if you have those qualifications or skills. For example, the job might be in English language, but it could be a preference to be bilingual, such as Spanish or Italian. Now, it's not a deal breaker if you don't meet the preferences, because those are not truly requirements, to be clear. But if you're in the running for the position and someone else has very similar or same qualifications and attributes as you do, and they happen to meet one of the preferences, then that could be where the difference happens, and you might not be selected because you two were apparently equal from the educational and technical level, but with regards to preferences, they outweighed you by at least one point. These things do happen, and that's part of the reason why preferences are listed. So I mentioned earlier about job requirements requiring detailed analysis. But that also is true for your resume and for your cover letter, should one be required. It's really important to think about this when you get yourself out there. When's the last time you updated your resume? Do you even know where it is? How long is it? How far back does the content go? Can you honestly say right now you know how many jobs you've had in the last five or ten years? Do you know what your key areas of expertise are? What are some of your strengths? Better yet, what are some of your weaknesses? And that can be a trick interview question for some, but I'll tell you, everyone has weaknesses, by the way. You may not be proud that you have weaknesses, or you may not want to discuss them, but you better have at least one if and when you get the interview. Now, Jumping from your resume to something else that isn't as common anymore is called the cover letter. This is something that can be used to introduce you before your resume is first read. I'll be doing a future episode about cover letters specifically, and next week's episode is called Our Cover Letters Required. So back to the title, Did You Read the Job Requirements? Where can you find the job requirements? As I said, The web is a great place to look, and you can always go to their company website, but it's a matter of where is the job posted? Where are the job details listed? 
take the time to thoroughly analyze your sources. If you heard from word of mouth, someone mentioned it to you in passing, go back to that person if you still have access and find out, do you know somebody that works there? How exactly did you learn about it? What was your source of information? You want to know as much as you can about the position if you're truly interested in applying because, number one, don't want to waste your time or your future employer's time. But number two, if you're serious, you want to be a strong candidate from the get-go, right from the beginning. Forming the right mindset by understanding the job requirements is critical. You start to envision yourself as you learn more about the position in the company. You start to envision yourself almost as working there. It's a funny feeling being that you're not employed yet with them, but you start to see their goals, their values, maybe even feel that you belong as part of their mission statement, right? And that's cool. That's a cool transformation. Now, not every resume submission is going to result in an interview. That's true. But when and if you do get that interview, you will kind of have this funny glow, this funny confidence about yourself that others don't have because you thoroughly researched that company and that position. And by the way, have a couple key job requirements in your head when you walk into an interview. That way, you can bring them up if your interviewer does not. That shows a connection that you're making with the company and with the interviewer, trying to show that you're connected to the position and understand the requirements that they're seeking. Again, if they don't bring it up and you feel you have an extremely strong background in a certain area, mention it to them. But don't over-elaborate. Don't go into excessive discussion or detail. Read and watch their body language. Pay attention how long they're paying attention to you. And if you feel that you've answered the question, stop talking. You don't need to go on with low-value or no-value discussion points. It only muddies the waters, and if you catch yourself rambling, could put you in a situation where you say something you'd regret. Better to stop after you've answered the question. This is where it's important to make sure that you do practice interviews, even if you look in a mirror, mock interviews, just assume they're going to ask certain questions, and you can draw those questions, for example, from the job requirements. Even if it's something as simple as, looking at the job requirements, and then asking yourself those same questions. Craig, do you feel qualified in technical writing? Tell me about your background at some time when you had to write an instruction manual. What level of education have you completed? What were some of the specific classes that you enjoyed? What were some of the classes or training sessions that you didn't care for as much, and why? Now questions, like that last one, can be difficult to answer because we all know we didn't like or even love all the classes and trainings we've taken over the years. But when they ask you why, think of something that's somewhat neutral. You don't want to be scathing or attacking, such as an institution or a teacher. I'm more wired in this direction, and this class was a departure from that. I still did well in the course content, but it was not one of my favorite classes. In responding that way, it shows your potential hiring manager that you were able to follow the content and received a good grade, even though it was not one of your favorite topics. Believe it or not, this is important because many of us have to go through EHS, Environmental Health and Safety Trainings. 
Some categories may be may require more attention. No, it's not the greatest fun to sit there and watch a video or take a quiz on something about safety. But you know what? It is required in many cases, and it's something that companies can be audited for. So simple questions and responses like you were given in that mock interview example can help you prepare for a better interview. Remember, did you read the job requirements? And I just don't mean some of them. I mean all of them. Don't get a reputation, whether it's internally with your company, seeking multiple positions, trying to get out from something that you wish you weren't in. Don't get a bad reputation for applying to everything that comes your way, even if you're not qualified. That can brand you as desperate, someone that is not detail-oriented, and someone that is wasting the company's time. You don't want that, even though you may be unhappy in a position. Also, if you're applying externally, still read the job requirements. Just because you got your resume in on time before the deadline doesn't mean that you're going to get the interview. And by the way, if you somehow do get the interview, but you overlooked a number of the job requirements, it's going to quickly show in the interview. It will be a waste of time for them and for yourself. And by the way, some of these larger corporations have multiple divisions where they could have potential multiple openings. You don't want to brand yourself as someone that is not detail-oriented and someone that does not read the job requirements because you could shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak, when that company has other openings and they ask you, have you applied to our corporation before? And when you have to answer yes, they may ask you the outcome. That certainly can bring up some negative memories and negative history on your part, and you don't want to hurt yourself before a future opening even occurs. I hope today's episode, number 67, Did You Read the Job Requirements, invokes some thought in you, stirred up some memories, good and bad. If there's anything particular that you're struggling with in your professional or personal career growth journey, please reach out to me, craig at craigansell.com for email, or at craigansell on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We're here to help. Looking forward to another wonderful week ahead, and by the way, Happy Labor Day. This has been Craig Ansell for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Thank you for being a valuable subscriber.